Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. Uh, should I go yellow or no? Green. Green's better. Green and purple. That makes it kind of look like a crappy dive bar, right? Yeah. If I had time, I would go and build my own bar set up for this video. We have Barry back here portraying the bartender. Barry is a very skilled bartender, okay? Barry, give me a shot of... I don't know. I was actually going to start this video off with me pretending to be drunk, but see, the thing is, fun fact about me, in case you don't know, I've never been drunk before in my life. Not even close. So, you know, my best drunk interpretation is like, Hey guys, how you doing? Tucky, well, we're going to talk about this guy right here. This guy's got a nose, and he's like a larger nose than even Usopp. You know, he's like the king of the noses. So that's, um, that's the best interpretation I have for that. Although, I will say, if there's any video to talk about booze and drunk stories. If you guys got any good drunk stories out there, this is the time to tell them, I guess. So uh, keep them, keep them like PG, but like if you wanna go ahead and tell me a cool drunk story. Like, dude, one time I got drunk and woke up the next day on top of the Empire State Building. I mean, like, so that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one right there, okay. Um, and by the way, I don't drink and yet <laughs> all of this. Um, I, I, keep, I keep alcohol in the house for friends, you know, guests when they come over. Some of this stuff is wicked old, like this back here, this sake was the sake that I used for Zoro's character video I did back in, I think, of April of 2017. So this is like a six-year-old bottle of sake. Uh, let's see. Oh, here's the, um, this bottle of Fireball I bought, I think, when I did the, uh, the Whiskey Peak video. And I don't think it's, I don't think I've ever opened it. <laughs> so there it is. Uh, we got some other sake here. We got Captain Morgan, of course. I think I had that for the Captain Morgan video. That I actually have opened. Uh, some of my friends have tried that before. And uh, then we have this really fancy kind of, uh, I don't know, Irish whiskey that I bought just because it has a skull with a top hat on it. So, there we go. All right. So, um, I'm just letting you know right out of the gate, uh, this fruit, we don't know a single thing about what it could do. <laughs> like, like, literally. All we know is that Vasco Shot has the power of the Glug Glug fruit, uh, that being the onomatopoeia for drinking. I don't think it's necessarily a onomatopoeia specifically for drinking alcohol. I think it's just the uh, onomatopoeia that you use when you're really drinking anything. Uh, the, the equivalent in, you know, English would be Glug.
you know, you could glug down like milk or, or sodi pop or, you know, whatever you want, really. Um, however, it is specifically an alcohol-based power because uh, it was announced like glug glug fruit making Vasco shot a sake human or a liquor human or I think in the Viz translation it was booze man. He's a booze man, all right? Which we already knew that because Vasco shot's epithet, like while he was in prison in Impel Down, his pirate epithet, you know, just like, you know, Law is the surgeon of death. Zorro is the pirate hunter. Vasco Shot is the heavy drinker. Heavy drinker Vasco, all right? So once again, just this is Blackbeard's crew going out and finding the absolute perfect devil fruit for every person. In fact, out of every single member of the Blackbeard crew... I would, I would actually say, because Doc Q might have already had the sick, sick fruit before, like, they met him, uh, you know, because he had a relatively high bounty, and so, you know, he's already very sickly when we see him at Jaya, uh, and I think San Juan also had his fruit before, yeah, he was imprisoned in Impel Down, he already had the giant fruit, right? So, uh, out of all of the fruits that they found, like the Reeky Reeky Nomi for Burgess, and the Warp Warp fruit for Augur, I mean, those are really fitting, uh, the Pegasus fruit for Strong but I think out of all of them, the one that fits the best is the, literally the alcohol-based devil fruit for the heavy drinker Vasco shot. And in fact, you know, now that I'm thinking about this, um, you guys know that scene in uh, Thriller Bark when Sanji faces off against Absalom and Sanji's all pissed off at Absalom and he just rushes in and starts beating the crap out of him and he's like really angry and like the flames are igniting behind him and uh, it's kind of like the scene in Endgame a little bit where uh, <laughs> you know Sanji shows up and just like you took everything away from me and Absalom just gets up and he's like I don't even know who you are, you know? And then Sanji explains, he's like, you will. He's like, no, he explains, like, I wanted to eat the clear, clear fruit. I wanted to have the power of invisibility, and you stole that dream away from me! Which, by the way, now that I'm actually thinking about that scene, it's kind of weird, because, like, Sanji, like, the way forward is very clear here, buddy, you know? There can only be one devil fruit at a time, and Absalom has the fruit, so... Seems pretty clear what you need to do to Absalom to free up the clear, clear fruit, right? Well, anyway, that's going to be a scene very similar we're going to get coming up in the story, except it's going to be with Zoro and Vasco shot. I know everybody wants Zoro to fight Shiryu, whatever, that's boring. I want to see the Zoro versus Vasco shot scene. Same exact layout, too. Zoro shows up, he finds out what Vasco shot's ability is, and then Zoro, like, begins to slice him up with the sword, and Vasco there drinking a giant barrel of sake and he's like he actually you know what he might not even need a drink anymore the uh, side effect of his fruit and we will get into it might just be that he's drunk all the time which you know for most people would be rather encumbering or a, a, a serious illness but also it's the fact you know he's already drunk pretty much 24 7 anyway so the fact that he's always drunk with the ability might just make him more dangerous right well anyway you could have a scene where Zoro's trying to cut up Vasco and Vasco's there and he's teetering and he's tottering and he's just like, Look, why are you even trying to fight me, man? Why do you hate me so much? Let's be friends. Come on. And Zoro is just like, you stole my dream away from me. What? What's that? It's like, you took away the one devil fruit that I was interested in. The alcohol-based fruit. Damn you. I shall now slice you up, you know? I want to see that scene. I think it could work perfectly fine. So uh, what do I mean by we don't really know what this fruit can do? Well... See, unlike the island-island 
poison fruit that Avalo Pizarro was revealed to have. We got to see him use those powers. You know, he turned the skull of Hachinosu into, like, his own face, and he was kind of, like, talking through it and everything like that. San Juan Wolf's big, big fruit, or the giant, giant fruit, that one's pretty self-explanatory. It just makes him bigger. Um, but then we get to Vasco Shot, and it's revealed in the little title box what he has, but we don't really get to see him utilize the power. Now, in the chapter, we do see him floating on a bubble and at first glance you might assume like oh he made like a bubble out of liquor and he's floating on that okay but that's actually not the case because then it pans out and you see that the bubble that he's floating on is actually the bubble that was created by san juan wolf san juan wolf's on the ground and he's huge and he's like taking a nap and there's like snot bubbles coming out of his nose like Boop, boop, and then they're floating up into the air because he's so big, and Vasco Shot's floating on that. So you could just say that because the snot bubbles, this is disgusting, I apologize, but the snot bubbles are so, like, big and, like, hearty because, like, San Juan is the one creating them, that Vasco, this has nothing to do with the alcohol fruit. This has nothing to do with his devil fruit. He's just floating on a bubble, all right? And, you know, so that's just it. Now, the other way of looking at this is because he does have the glug glug fruit and he's a booze man. Maybe he has the ability... And it's ironic considering there is a person named Jesus on the Blackbeard crew. But maybe he has the ability to transform any liquid into alcohol. Okay, so water into wine, but not just wine. He could turn water into sake. He could turn soda into whiskey. He could do anything he wants to do. He can turn any type of liquid, any non-alcoholic beverage into an alcoholic beverage. He could turn, you know, non-alcoholic beer into beer. He, he can't be stopped, ladies and gentlemen, right? He could do that, totally, 100%. So uh, that could be the situation. Like, he turned the snot bubble into booze, and then once he turned something into alcohol he can manipulate it however he wants okay he can float on it he can manipulate he can move it around and you know what that's where I think we're gonna get into the real strength of this devil fruit okay I have a lot of other ideas based around the fact that he can directly manipulate alcohol and spirits and all that kind of jazz but let's just take that out of the equation for right now let's take the idea that he manipulates alcohol specifically and let's break this down on what alcohol really is Okay, I'm going to pour you guys a drink. What do you want? Uh, you know what? I have the Captain Morgan already open, so let's just start with that. Um, and I'm just going to pour you guys a drink right here, and I want you to tell me what this is. Okay. What is this? What is this? Somebody else is like, a really cheap-ass rum. Like, no, no, but what is this? Seriously. It's a liquid. Vasco shot has the liquid liquid fruit or the water water fruit it's not water but it's liquid that's a big deal that is a really big deal okay because i made a video years ago about like the water water fruit and how could it exist and all that stuff there was a uh, honey queen's ability in the second movie that was non-canon that was like she turned into like some kind of jelly substance nami defeated her by trapping her in a jar nami defeated a logia user i love that movie um but you know you know in in the story itself having a devil fruit that manipulates liquids and water or any kind of th something like that i mean that's that's a big deal you know what i mean that's not something we encounter all the time okay so the fact that Vasco has a power 
that he can manipulate liquid. I mean, you know, don't overlook that just in and of itself, okay? Just taking the idea that it's alcohol out of the equation. Let's say Vasco, he could just like, I don't know, create a flood. Of, of alcohol, like a flood that just washes through the town and just, just knocks everybody away. Regardless of the fact that that flood is made out of whiskey or whatever, it's still a flood that, like, just the, the, the damage of that alone, the shockwave, and also liquid is a weakness to Devil Fruit users. It does not matter, once again, I have to reiterate this, it doesn't matter if it is salt water or fresh water or soda, or orange juice, or what, or brandy, or whatever, it doesn't matter. If a Devil Fruit user is submerged in a type of liquid, they will be weakened by said liquid, okay? Oda did a whole SBS about this, and he mentions that the sea, though the Devil Fruit users are weak to the sea, the sea in this context is any type of standing liquid. That's what Oda said, okay? So if a Devil Fruit user, you know, if, if Luffy were to jump in a giant barrel of milk, that would weaken him. If he were to jump in a giant, if Zoro, well, if Zoro had a Devil Fruit and he jumped into a giant barrel of sake, that would weaken him, okay? That, that's how it works, okay? So just with that alone, I feel like Vasco Shot's Devil Fruit could be very dangerous. Now, going into the idea that he actually can manipulate alcohol, we get a few other things too. So, for example, the big one, and this was something that was that was hinted at in the in the uh, chapter where it was revealed. It was the one thing that kind of gave us an indication of what he could do with his devil fruit. Is that he suggested uh, burning the the port down, you know, because the marines were attacking and everything, or uh, or Kobe was escaping, and so Vasco shots just like, how's about I just burn the whole city down? That'll flesh that'll flesh him out or whatever. You know what I mean? Flush him out? I don't know, man. You know. And so um, Avala Pizarro is like, no, don't burn the town down. Teach will be mad at us if, if you do that. So the implication is he could do that. And it seems pretty simple how he could do that, right? He could just douse the whole town in booze and then light a match. Or he could just, like, spray alcohol out of his mouth and then light that on fire. You know, just like, like turn his mouth into a freaking flamethrower. He could do that. So fire-based abilities are probably the uh, probably his bread and butter, I would say. Now, with that being said, I, I don't think he could reach temperatures on the level of, like, a Kainu or a Sabo or anything. How hot can alcohol burn? I imagine it would be the proof, right, if it could even burn at all. So I don't know that much about alcohol, honestly. I have a lot of friends that do. I should have... Uh... I should have had them on. This is 70 proof. So, you know, 70 proof. I don't know how hot that would burn or for how long that would burn. Okay, right? So, but, you know, once again, this is anime logic here. So, Vasco could probably just like, you know, and the temperature might be able to raise a little bit. I brought this up because uh, Prince Groose has the clay clay fruit being able to create these clay golems. And I was like, you know, the, the weakness to that devil fruit is probably uh, fire and heat because you can, like, fire clay to make it harden. So maybe if Vasco could reach a temperature hot enough, he could, like, douse the golems and booze and then light them on fire. And, you know, with a little bit of anime logic thrown in there, the temperature would be hot enough instantaneously to, like, harden the golems and they can't move. It could be something like that. You could do that. Um, getting into the actual aspect of being drunk, okay? So 
Vasco is already drunk all the time. You know, he was drunk somehow, even when he was in prison, he was still drunk. Like, literally, like, southern comfort just flows through his veins, okay? His heart just pumps out absolute vodka, all right? Like, that's just how it is, right? So, he's already drunk. That's not going to encumber him, but... A regular user of this fruit, like if a normal person were to just eat the glug glug fruit, they just might become into a state of inebriation all the time. Like they're always drunk. So this might actually be a fruit that most people would not want. Most people, when they eat this fruit, would probably have like as a detriment because they would just be drunk all the time, right? And they wouldn't be able to do anything, um, you know? But in the case with Vasco, this is the perfect fruit because he's always drinking. His tolerance is, is super high. It's through the roof. So he's always drunk, whatever. Now, on top of that, on that being a benefit to him, it might also increase his brutality. I mean, he was in level six for a reason here, guys. Okay, and I also may remind you something about Vasco Shot. When we saw him uh, at Amazon Lily, right, there was the scene when Katarina Davon, Vasco Shot, and Blackbeard were arriving at Amazon Lily to, to capture uh, Boa and bring her back and get the, uh, the love love fruit, okay, because Blackbeard wanted it. There was that line of dialogue that uh, Vasco had that was just like, hey, uh, maybe we shouldn't uh, just kill Boa right away. Maybe we should have some fun with her first. Yeah, you can kind of get the impression on why he was in level six of Impel Down. If he's just like this drunken, just, go, just going around and yeah. So with the idea is that here, it might, it might make him way more brutal. It might make his like his pain goes way down. So he has a higher pain tolerance. So you can't really hurt him. Like even if Zoro were to take out his, um, his Enma and like slice a giant, like, you know, gash right into Vasco's arm and he's like bleeding everywhere. Vasco might not even feel it. He might be like, ah, I was very nice. And his like blood turns into booze and he just starts drinking that. And he's like, that's not very nice. You know what I mean? So it could be something like that. It, it, you know, also, also there are uh, drunken based martial arts you know, like Drunken Fist. Anybody ever watch Naruto? You know, Lee's Drunken Fist. It could be something like that with Vasco too. He gets wicked toasted and then he could just like beat the crap out of you with his drunken martial arts style. There's a lot of angles you can take it with this. Um, and on top of that, he might also be able to make other people drunk. You know, he might just be able, maybe if, like, uh, just a splash of alcohol gets on them, maybe he can make them inebriated so they're, like, confused and they're like, what, I'm dizzy, I can't fight. You know what I mean? He might just be able to make you drunk. Now, this is another reason why I kind of want to see, like, Shiryu has to fight Zoro, like, that has to happen. But maybe we could have a few other encounters. Like, it doesn't have to be like, okay, Zoro has to fight Shiryu and nobody else. We might have a moment where Zoro clashes with other Blackbeard Pirates members, and that's the case in the Ten Titanic Captains. I would like Zoro to clash with Vasco, maybe even briefly. And so Vasco's ability is to make other people drunk, and so he makes Zoro drunk, but Zoro just gets stronger too. <laughs> Zoro Zoro's just like, oh, okay, thanks for, okay. And then the, the fight is kind of even there because Zoro also has a crazy high tolerance. So, um, yeah, I, I think those abilities, for most people in the One Piece world, it would be very devastating to fight with, that, with those set of abilities where he can light you on fire and he doesn't feel pain and he has higher endurance and he has this martial arts that he uses when he's drunk and he can make you drunk to make you, like, confused and, like, dizzy and you can't really, you know, your vision's getting blurry and shit and you black out or whatever um if not Zoro, i was trying to think of another member of the straw hats that could handle their liquor pretty well and uh i don't think oda's ever because what 
sometimes in the SBS, Oda will be like, you know, there'll be questions like, which straw hat, like, chews ice cubes? Which straw hat would be the best at giving a haircut? You know what I mean? I don't think there's ever been a SBS poll on which straw hats would handle their liquor the best, uh, but I would assume Zoro would win. Zoro would be the one that can handle his booze definitely pretty good. Actually, Actually, it might be Nami. <laughs> Nami might be actually number one because there was the scene at Whiskey Peak when they were all getting drunk and Zoro was out before Nami was. And Nami was aware that it was like, it was. she was aware it was a scam and she still got drunk and she was still able to come back from that. I feel like it's like if money is involved or if she knows she's about to be scammed, Nami has this just like godly ability to sober up immediately. You know what I mean? It's just, it's not a big deal for her, right? So Nami might actually be the straw hat that can handle their liquor the best followed closely by Zoro, and then you would like have all the other straw hats in there too, uh, but I, I think Chopper would be the worst. I think we can all agree that Chopper would handle his liquor the worst, okay? Um, but somebody else that can handle it pretty well, if, like if we're gonna go maybe Zoro and Nambi in the number one and number two spot, number three would probably be Jinbei. Because Jinbei, he's a hearty man, you know, he drinks sake, you know, he has, like, that stuff, kind of, like, more of, like, a Yakuza sort of style. But he drinks, he, he drinks alcohol, he partakes. So, honestly, if you're going to have somebody fight against Vasco, I guess, Nami, I feel like, has to fight. Nami and Robin might have to have an interaction with Katarina Davon, because Katarina Davon's whole thing is that she is, like, a, a headhunter that, like, decapitates uh, every woman that is more beautiful than her. Okay, so, obviously, I think Nami and Robin, there has to be an interaction there. But that's what I mean, like, I don't think Oda has to do a thing where, like, you know, Zoro fights Shiryu, and that's the only thing that happens. Nami and Robin fight against Katarina because, you know, of, of her whole thing, you know? I, I feel like Oda could have more than one interaction with the Blackbeard crew and the Straw Hats. You know, like, they fight briefly on, on like, one occasion, and then, like, oh, they have to retreat or something, and then they'll come back later. Something like that. In fact, right now at Egghead, we have that ship, the Blackbeard ship, arriving at Egghead, Every other member of the Blackbeard crew is accounted for except for two members, Lafitte and Katarina Davon. So if Katarina Davon is going to be at Egghead right now, we could have the interaction between Nami and Robin and Katarina right now and then see how that goes. And then later on, they could maybe fight somebody else. You know, because um, it really is set up and established like each of the Straw Hats are going to have like a one-on-one -on -one battle with the 10 Titanic captains because there's 10 members of the Straw Hats right now, 10 members of the 10 Titanic captains, obviously. Um, I don't know if Aokiji is going to stick around on the Blackbeard crew, but from what we saw on the last chapter, it, it seems like he is. So if that's the situation, then uh, who's going to fight Aokiji? Who would be, I guess, Brooke? Brooke has ice powers. Uh, I don't know if ice and ice, I guess that would work. Um, actually, you know what? Brooke would probably work the best. Now that I'm thinking about it, he has ice powers, but his ice powers are different. Also, he's all bones. Yo -ho -ho! So, you know, try to freeze the flesh and uh, all that stuff off of uh, Brooke. It's not going to work. You know what I mean? So, yeah, we might have a thing where, like, Luffy fights Blackbeard, Zoro fights Shiryu, Nami fights Katarina, Usopp fights Van Auger, obviously, Chopper fights Doc Q, uh, Jinbei fights Vasco, Frankie fights uh, San Juan Wolf, um, who would fight Avala Pizarro, maybe Robin could fight Avala Pizarro, uh, Sanji could fight... Um, 
uh, maybe Lafitte, you know, Sanji and Lafitte maybe. And then finally you could have like the final battle, Aokiji and Brook. Like that could actually work, I think, right? So yeah, now would Brook be able to beat him? I mean, I don't know. Like, Brook unlocks like the true secrets because you can understand like the, the, the freezing chill of the underworld would have a little bit more of a bite than the regular cold that like Aokiji can mess with. You know, this is like, like l literally this is established that the underworld exists in One Piece and Brook is channeling the powers of that place in the mortal realm. So I feel like that would be a little bit more like, like if you ever read, um, and I know we're getting off topic now because we're pretty much at the end of the video, but like if you've ever read like the, um, the uh, legend of like the Buddhist hell, like the Naraka realm in Buddhist hell, it's ridiculously cold. It's redonkulously cold, like colder than anything else, you know, and so maybe it's something that could be adapted to Brooke's ability. But anyway, going along with that, um, yeah, I think that's also uh, alcohol doesn't freeze as easily as water, right? I mean, you can can you freeze alcohol? I imagine you could if it gets cold enough, like if you get like really cold, like negative 100 degrees. I'm pretty sure alcohol might begin to freeze. I guess it depends on how much alcohol is in it, but eventually it would freeze. I, I know you can freeze gasoline. It just has to be really cold to freeze gasoline, right? So that might be a natural protection, actually. Like if Brooke were to fight Vasco or if Aokiji ever turned on the crew and attacked Vasco, Vasco wouldn't, you know, he would have a resistance to that maybe or his ability. Like he summons liquor bubbles and attacks you with them or whatever. He sends a flow of liquor at you. Um, you know, Aokiji tries to freeze it, but he's unable to. He has to really dial down the temperature to make that work. So there's that. Um, yeah. I think that's pretty much all the stuff I covered. Like I said, if I knew a little bit more about booze, alcohol, and spirit... Oh! Oh! That's another angle! Oh my god, this is a stupid idea, but I like it, okay? It's not It's not actually stupid. I think it actually falls in line a lot with, like, Oda's sense of humor and stuff. Okay. What is another name for alcohol and liquor? Spirits, right? It's One Piece. What if he summons liquor spirits? What if he summons booze spirits? What if he's just like... Hey, oh, sick here, everybody. Hold on a moment. Throws liquor out there, and the liquor kind of coalesces into, like, ooh, like ghosts or whatever, and attacks the... That that would be cool. That would be a cool move. Uh, I feel like that's been done before in anime. I feel like somebody kind of has that ability. Someone's made that joke before. But uh, I think it would fit. I think it would fit along with, like, Oda's sense of, like, humor and things, right? So, uh, yeah, we could do that. You know, he has... He could spew fire. He can make people drunk. He himself is drunk. Uh, pain, uh, lowered martial arts, and, and he manipulates liquid, which I think is overall the most dangerous uh, thing there. If he can literally turn things into alcohol, if he can, like, literally turn, like, you know, he touches you and turns your blood into booze, that, that might be how he makes you drunk, you know, or whatever. I don't know. But we'll, we'll wait to see. But out of all of them, his ability is probably the most catered to himself. Uh, probably only rivaled by like docu's sick sick fruit in terms of like fitting perfectly right all right well with that being said we can now move on to some turtle facts i think this is going to be the last one uh last episode of turtle facts uh and then we're going to move on to the letter u which i have no idea unicorn facts i mean it honestly might it honestly might be unicorn facts i can't think of another animal that starts with the letter u and i was looking it up and it's like I think there's animals that start with a U to define something else, like a species of bird that has the letter U at the front of it. Um, but we kind of already did quail facts, so, like, I got to think about this. If we got to do unico unicorn facts, I will do unicorn facts. Anyway, uh, go to the turtle fact intro. Yeah, here we go. Time for some uh, turtle facts. Time for some, yeah, turtle facts. 
we're going to talk about Turtle Facts. All right, so today on the last episode of Turtle Facts, we're talking about, you know what, I wanted to talk about because turtles are regarded in tortoises to be slow. You know, the idea of the tur- the tortoise and the hare, um, you know, the hare is really fast and the turtle's really slow, but slow and steady wins the race and everything. So I wanted to do a video about the fastest turtle in the world, okay? And I give you, for your consideration, the leatherback sea turtle. Leatherback sea turtle, pretty damn big. In fact, it is the heaviest and largest, the largest turtle spe- uh, species, period. And in terms of weight, it is the heaviest non-crocodile species of reptile. So any crocodile, they can get bigger, but the leatherback sea turtle man can grow up to a hundred, oh no, maybe I am drunk, 1,100 pounds of, of girth, okay? So that's a pretty heavy turtle. Here it is to scale to size with a human. Uh, also for this reason, they lay pretty big eggs. I believe they're the largest eggs out of everybody, every turtle in the animal kingdom. Um, they can live up to, on standard, 30 to 50 years, but being over 100 years old has happened. It's just very rare for these turtles to get that old. Um, they pretty much, like, the open ocean is sort of their entire territory. So there's leatherback sea turtles that live in the Pacific, live in the Atlantic, Atlantic, live in the Indian Ocean. I mean, they're all over the world and they migrate and stuff. They go up on sea, lay their eggs, and then here are some hatchlings that are trying to make it to the ocean. Uh, but even the hatchlings are pretty big because, you know, like the actual turtles are huge, right? Now, in terms of speed, ordinarily, probably around, they could swim around five miles per hour, which, you know, considering you think of turtles and tortoises as like very slow moving, five miles an hour or about 10 kilometers an hour, I mean, that's a pretty decent speed. However, the Guinness Book of World Records has the fastest moving leatherback sea turtle clocked at 21 miles per hour or 35 kilometers an hour, all right? That's nothing to in the animal kingdom, all right? There are plenty of animals that cannot even reach close to 35 kilometers an hour, all right? So the fact that, like, turtles are always considered to be slow and whatever, that's, that's in this case, not true. Um, it would make sense that the sea turtles can actually swim faster than land terrestrial. I think that, that, that adage, the hare and the tortoise, is more about, like, a terrestrial tortoise not being able to move very fast. But anyway, uh, they are vulnerable right now. Um, they... These are a lot of, uh, like I said, with a lot of sea turtles dealing with uh, pollution and uh, debris in the water, like trash. So this is the esophagus of a sea turtle. Uh, very scary, true. It's like lined with all these spikes and stuff to like shred whatever fish or jellyfish they eat. However, here is a plastic bag just floating in the ocean. Looks remarkably like a jellyfish. So this leatherback sea turtle is going to see that and they prey on jellyfish. So they're going to be like, ooh, yummy. So they go over and devour this plastic bag and it just gets completely you know, gunked up inside of their esophagus and they can end up choking and they can end up dying from these things. So... Uh, just gotta clean up the ocean, guys. Gotta clean up the ocean. I wish I could just lift up all of the trash in the ocean, congeal it into a giant ball, and then chuck it into the sun. Alright, maybe not our sun. Maybe like, um, maybe like Alpha Centauri or like, um, Canis XY Major or whatever the biggest star. Another star. Let another galaxy deal with our, our trash. The Pistol Star. Congeal all the trash in the ocean and then chuck it into the Pistol Star. That's an initiative for you. I feel like this is the alcohol fruit video. I feel like I should drink at least a sip of this, right? You know what I mean? I've had Captain Morgan before. I've never been drunk, but I've had alcohol before. All right, anyway, you got you got your drink. It doesn't have to be alcoholic. You could drink whatever. You know, it could be it could be iced tea or whatever. It could be whatever. All right, you know, are we ready? All right, cheers. There you go. 
Ah. <laughs> ah. All right. You guys have a good one. Teching signing out.